don't know. We'll see if anybody joins in on these Facebook lives. They normally don't, but who the hell knows? But we're on right now. Alright. We should be. Let me check and just make sure. I'm already sweating up in here. <laughs> I can't take uh, hot weather. I'm not wild about it, but I'm to the point where I don't feel like I'm dying anymore. Right. Yeah, there we are right there. Oh, it's on you. Yeah, not not the uh, craft conversation. So, all right, what's going on, guys? It's a, a craft conversation here in the travel trailer. I'm sweating like a bitch already, guys. I don't know why, but um, I've been doing a lot of getting this thing set up, I guess. And I had the AC on, trying to cool the trailer down. You know, I don't know what the, the fucking weather is right now. Seventy something, mid seventies. Yeah, like, something like that. Yeah. Um. I got Mr. Eric Barnett here in the studio. What's going on, man? Not too much. Not doing too right? Much. Yeah, I'm doing good. It's kind of weird, like this right? This trailer. <laughs> you like the trailer? Oh, uh, it's only weird if you make it. Right. It's, it's just, it's just. I've never done one where I've sat next yeah. to somebody. You know, yeah, I, I like see a bunch this. of shows it's where they do that, but yeah, um, it's a little weird. I'm gonna. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna zoom into you. Okay. I'm gonna zoom into. Me on this camera. All right. And uh, let's just split it up, huh? Sounds good. Just put us both in there. Does that look all right? Uh, I might have to adjust some cameras or something here. This one? That's me. Uh, a little bit that way? Right there. Perfect. Yep. And I can come over here just a little bit. Yeah. What do you think? You look good? Uh, that way, yeah. Do you want to move it a little bit? No, I'm good. On your end? No, I'm good. I'm no. good if you're good. Yeah. All right. We're good. So, here's what we're going to do tonight, guys. Oh, look, it's a little delay on that. So, <laughs> what we're going to do is, um, I guess Eric was going to come in. We were just going to chit-chat, obviously, just have a, a conversation. But um, you just got back from the West Coast. Mm -hmm. You went out to the East Coast, or uh, from the East Coast out to the West. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing over the last uh, four or five months from October to uh, mid-February. So, um, and a matter of fact, I was supposed to kind of still be out that direction yeah. at one point and we were going to get together and maybe meet up and do a couple of things together out West, but that didn't happen. Um, and even, and even then, once I came back here, I was still planning on trying to hopefully meet you somewhere over sure, that direction. Yeah. Things didn't work out appointment wise and stuff that I had going on. So right. didn't work, but what we're going to try and do tonight is just kind of compare our trips a little yeah. bit, right? Yeah. I mean, what else? Did you have any other plans? That's what I was thinking. You didn't bring the music. Any, any, I didn't uh, bring any music. I just, I kind of wanted to, I was interested to see your trailer. We're in Brian's travel trailer, if you right. guys didn't figure that out. Yeah. But uh, I was interested to see the trailer because we sort of did two pretty different trips. Right. I went in a car, you went in the trailer with a dog, and yep. like sometimes I just blasted a whole bunch of miles and didn't really spend a lot of time, and... And the uh, pr probably the best thing is somewhere in between the way we did it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I'm right because I was interested in seeing your setup and yeah, yeah. I was maybe a little more you know stop and smell the roses type guy, and and you were kind of blazing through. Yeah, just trying on a time constraint, trying to get done. Yeah, I had I actually had eighteen days, but I came back in fourteen. I don't know what the hell. Why? 
Well, <laughs> well, I know why you wanted to rest after your yeah, vacation. Yeah, right? you got to you got to take a vacation from your vacation before exactly. you go back to work. And I don't know. That's the way it always is. I missed my wife. I wanted to come home and see her. Oh, isn't that uh, sweet? Yeah, I know. I'm a sweet guy. That is so sweet. Yeah. Before we get too far into the show, sure. I want to wet my whistle, and I'm sure you do too. Sure. After your long drive from uh, West Ashley, right? Yeah. Traffic was all right. I mean, it, it's it's about the best I can ask for. I didn't run into anybody this time, so that's always a plus. Oh, that's, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I remember that now, yeah. I didn't until you just said that. But yeah. yeah the last time you were on the show, you uh, had a little fender bender with somebody that we knew, right? Yeah, yeah. Fleming Moore's mother-in-law. That's yeah, right. So. Yeah. That is hilarious. <laughs> Not really. It is now, but oh, it's at funny. the time, it was probably It's all funny. Yeah. Uh, we're going to open a beer real quick, and I'm going to look it up here. As we always do, if I can get out of this goddamn thing. How do I work this thing? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I really don't. How do we cancel this? Solo. There we go. All right. We're going to go into untap. This is from Columbia Craft. They're a brewery out of Columbia, South Carolina. I've been there one time when they first opened up. Um, pretty good. I enjoyed it. I, I like the space. The beers were a little bit, uh, you know, not fantastic at the time, but they were okay. Columbia Craft, American. Why is it not bringing up? Let's just go here, Columbia Craft. Lager, blonde. Why do I always have trouble pulling up these goddamn beers? Columbia Craft Brewery. Mm -hmm. And this is the American style ale is what we're trying to drink. If I can freaking find it. <laughs> we're going to get it, guys. Just calm down over here. Columbia Craft. That's not how you spell craft. I usually have this right in front oh, of me. What's the Carolinian? Carolinian. Okay, maybe that works. There it be. Where is it? Blondale? Is it the Blondale? American style ale? Yeah, that's the... I guess it is. So here we go, guys. So the Carolinian is our devastatingly crisp American-style blonde ale developed with a clean malt backbone, low bitterness, and just a touch of honey malt sweetness. 2020 Great American Beer Festival gold medal winner for Golden Blonde Ale. Award-winning in 2019 U.S. Open and the South Carolina Brewers Guild Awards. So sounds like pretty damn good. The ratings don't really justify all the awards that they got. You know, it's got a 3.59 um, on the ratings, which is, you know, kind of middle of the road. 3.75 and above is kind of where you want to be for sure. But 4.7% uh, ABV alcohol by volume. So that's what we're going to drink right now, guys. I'm going to cut back on to the uh, double screen. And uh, I'll just open them both up and pour them. Mm -hmm. We got these uh, Boonshire... Uh, cups that I bought up in Boone, North Carolina. 
I like them a lot. I don't like that you can't see the beer now when I pour beers, but they stay cold much longer than they did in just a regular glass. So, but that's what we're drinking right here. If I can, how do I turn this thing off? I haven't done a split screen in so long, so that's what we're drinking: Columbia Craft Carolinian American Style Ale. And I am sweating like a bitch over here. I don't know why, but <laughs> God damn it. We'll do a little cheers. Cheers. Appreciate you coming in. Yeah, appreciate you having me. That's about it. It's easy. Clean, easy drinking. Mm -hmm. Not the style I normally drink. You know, it's, it's more, you know, blonde lager, pilsners, those type things. I'll drink those in a pinch on the river or something like that, but mostly my go-to is, is more of an IPA style or pale ale, but a little more bitterness. This is just a more of a clean, um, really good beer. Really. I like it a lot. Good for mowing the lawn. Yeah. Well, you can get nice and hydrated with this. Yeah. Um, one of my big complaints about this trailer is, the first thing I noticed when I first got on the road, I did my first night, uh, stopped at a campground, sat down on this couch, and I was watching some TV, or I didn't watch my computer or something. I didn't buy this uh, TV stand until later, so I didn't really even have any place to sit something. I had to just sit in my lap. But the first thing I noticed was, there's no goddamn cup holders. <laughs> I'm sitting at this couch, and I'm like, man, this is comfortable. I got the TV, I got the stereo going on, I got lights, I got all this stuff, amenities. I'm comfortable on the couch, but I have no place to set my drink, so... Um, one of my plans for the future is to, to install like a cup holder, mm. mm -hmm. you know, just on either side of oh, the, yeah. the couch over here. If I'm up, if I've got the bed laid down and I'm up, I've got these two, uh, things on the side, kind of like a night table, a nightstand yeah. on the yeah. side. So I got a place to put something over there, but I was really pissed off. You know, Brad Mallett, um, up there at Coastal Coffee Roasters, mm -hmm. he's got a new trailer. It's a, uh, the same company as Forest River. But his is a Geo Pro, and this is a uh, a Rockwood Mini Light. Okay. Real similar size, uh, amenities, all the stuff that's in here. His is a 2021. This is a 2017. His couch has cup holders built in oh, to the yeah. armrest right here. So I guess you got to buy you know the more expensive shit and the, yeah. the newer models to get that's the, how they get you the man. amenities. Yeah. So Can they, you switch those? Got, I'm looking like at you this way. But then I'm looking off screen that way. I think if you switched them, it'd look like we were looking at each other. I don't know if you can do that. If you mean if I switch it um, sides, just switch sides with. If this. I switch on here, let's see. If I put you first. Now we're looking at each other, right? Aha! Uh -huh. Yeah, I don't know. See, I need I need somebody like you. Man. I need a technician <laughs> that can tell me how to do this stuff. Yeah, for sure. We're now. Yeah, now we're looking. Now at we're each in other. sync. Yeah. I kind of like it the other way, though. It's a little weird the other way. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're we pro, could, we're pro we, now, man. We could, go to, we could go to this one. Let's see if this one looks any better. Do you like that one better? Yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, it, it puts us a little yeah. further away, but it gives us a little more uh, acreage in the background. For I sure. Think, but that li I like that. I don't know, man. Who knows? Works for me. This is Craft Conversations, by the way, with Brian Dales <laughs> and Eric Barnett. Um, just fucking around, doing some cool stuff. Yeah. We're just going to chit-chat. Nothing really big on the agenda besides just uh, 
Besides just talking. Oh, we got some uh, funny comments already going on here. But <laughs> <clears throat> and uh, I'm not going to sit here and talk about all the comments and stuff. But sure. Jen Friend. Mike's wife. <clears throat> What's up, my friend? What's up, Deb Deb? It's happening. I might see I might see Mike up there at Homegrown Brew House on uh, Saturday, I guess he's playing. Okay. Saturday, so. Right on. Maybe we'll go up there and check him out. All right, so let's get into it, man. So yeah. the trip. So go ahead, start off. What do you want to talk about? Oh man, I just I've never been west of Chicago, I guess. Really? Where are you from originally? Oh, that's right, Ohio yeah, State. Yeah, Ohio. <laughs> How could I forget? And, uh, How could I forget Ohio State? Yeah, we always used to go to Chicago. One of those transplant transplant guys. Yeah, Chicago was always our go-to for trips. About a four and a half hour drive. And I guess I'd never really been west of there. I'd, I'd been to Albuquerque for like a work trip, but I didn't do anything. Right. Um, and I'm always hearing how you just got to drive out and see the west. And I kind of had a little bit of a road trip planned last year, right when COVID hit, and it got canceled. Yeah. So I thought this year was my chance. So um, I don't know. The I had the first few days planned out. I really like Apalachicola, Florida. I have some friends in New Orleans, and that's really all the farther I had planned. I was right. just kind of making it up as I went along. I took two weeks off of work, and in the back of my head, my goal line was the West Coast, was L.A. Okay. I had a buddy of mine that passed away about eight, nine years ago, and he lived in California, and they dedicated a bench to him mm -hmm. on the Pacific Ocean. So and that's thought, you wrote it. That's one you wrote a song about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I thought, you know, if I'm gonna end up on the Pacific, I kind of want to start at the Atlantic. It's kind of poetic. So I went to Hunting Island first. Down camp, in Buford. Yep, yeah, camped right on the beach. I I said, well, I can watch the sun rise on the Atlantic, mm -hmm. and then see if I can't end up on the Pacific. You know, I and the whole idea was the trip of the trip was you know with COVID and everything going on. If things go south or something gets canceled or something's closed down and I can't see it, I'll just move on to the next thing. Sure. So the whole trip was sort of seat of my pants is why every now and then you'd hear me, <laughs> guys hammering outside. Yeah. Every now and then I'd get a hold of you and say, well, what's in this area? And then you'd give me suggestions and then I'd completely disregard them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you did. But it was, a, it was a lot due to the nature of how elastic the plans were. Yeah. So, um, uh, to do it all in a real quick, uh, started at Hunting Island, went through Apalachicola, a couple breweries there, had some friends in New Orleans, slept in a tent in their backyard, uh, went into Texas, stayed in a campground in Texas. So, so, so let's stop. Yeah. So, you said you slept in a, in a a tent in your friend's backyard or whatever. Yeah. So you went out. What kind of vehicle did you go out in? Honda CRV, sort okay. of smaller SUV. All right. So um, no living space inside the car. So you were none whatsoever. pretty much tent camping or relying on well, a hotel or something. I actually made a little pull-out bed in the back of the CRV. Uh, right. The seats fold flat, and it's like the 60-40 split, you know, half the seat folds down. Sure. And I made this bed where the slats fold out. I'd, I'd move the driver's seat forward, and then I found like a six-foot mattress that can unfold on that bed. 
So actually, the best night's sleep I had was inside the CRV. Okay. So, so fold I, out like like an inflatable, or just no, just uh, just folded out four inch a couple thick, inch, four inch thick four foam. Inches. It folded into three pieces, and then it all fit like on top of that sleeping platform in the trunk space. Okay. When when it all folded up. It was a pretty neat little design. It's, it works, but yeah, I slept great that way. And then I have these things where I rolled the back windows down, and it's like a screen that goes over top of the door, so you kind of have a screened window. Okay. So if you have the windows open, the car bugs won't get in. Right. So it it, it worked out pretty well. It It's definitely a solo thing. I couldn't have right. a Right, but that's good to know that, that somebody can go out and actually do something like that, Oh, yeah. no matter what the vehicle is. They don't have to have... You know, an elaborate RV or travel right. trailer, you can right. just kind of get out there and do it. Then, like you uh, said, more solo. Sure. Oh, absolutely. In that yeah. size vehicle. But. Then um, the tent I had was one of those, like, Coleman instant tents. It starts out, like, that big, and then you just throw it, and it unfolds in, like, a second. Nice. Just because uh, Hunting Islands Campground, you had to sleep in a tent. You couldn't sleep in your car. Okay. Where I stayed in New Orleans, I... And that's sl- weird, right? I mean, your car is there anyway, right? I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, but the the camp the campground was actually away from the car, and okay. they just didn't want anybody to sleep. I don't know, man. I would have slept. If they would have not specifically told me to do that, I would have just slept in the car. Right. But I don't mean then, to keep uh, interrupting you, but... Oh, so, no, so what, what did it cost you to, to sleep at Hunting, Huntington Beach? Huntington <sighs> Island? Huntington Hunting Island. Hunting Hunting Island. Island. That's right. Huntington Beach is out California, I think. I think that was the most... Well, I stayed in one hotel. I paid for one hotel. But I think that's the most I spent to camp, and it was like 30 bucks. Okay. That's good. uh, Yeah. I mean, that's the most. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I did like 67, I think, was the most I spent out there to camp. Yeah, but you have this. I was just in a. I was just in a tent. That's true. I I was getting power and water and... They did have RVs, and the RVs did cost more. But yeah, just... And that was because I use that Campendium app, actually, that you showed me for a lot of places. I'll get into that. Yeah. But I, if you want a very specific destination, you got to pay for it. Yeah. And I wanted to sleep right there. I mean, I woke up in the morning. I set my alarm 15 minutes before the sunrise. Mm-hmm. And I walked 50 feet to the, to the ocean. Because yeah. that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to see the ocean or the sunrise on the ocean. Right. So, thirty bucks is not much to make that happen. No. But then the when I slept in Apalachicola, I used that Campendium app, and it I found a free place to camp, camp for free. Slept in the van that or slept in the car that night. Uh, in New Orleans, I slept in some friends' backyards. They were being really careful with the COVID and everything. I said, listen, I'll just sleep. If it's all right, I'll tent up in the backyard. And actually, where they were in New Orleans, I did not want to sleep in my car because, oh, yeah. I don't know, I, I I swear I woke up to gunshots that night. Oh, yeah? But I was in their yeah, backyard, in the backyard, fenced, fenced in. in. Yeah, it's yeah. all good. Rather done that than be in a tent. Sure. And then... The third night I spent in a tent was just another campground in Texas. I think I spent 20 bucks on. And thinking of it now, I probably would have just slept in the SUV if I hadn't. I got there and everybody's setting up tents, and it took takes me literally two minutes. So I was like, I'll set up the tent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what, it's it's really convenient to um, to save money, you know, to stay at a, a free parking space, you know, even at a Wally World, you know, oh, yeah. a Walmart or something. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to. It's not the 
best place to stay. I don't have the amenities. I don't have the, the water and the hookups and stuff, but free is for me sometimes, you know? Yeah, actually, I so, so it was tent in Hunting Island. Yeah. Car in Apalachicola, Florida, mm-hmm. kind of Gulf Coast of Florida. Third night was tent in somebody's backyard in New Orleans. Fourth night was in Texas at a campground tent. That's the last night I slept in the tent, actually. Because once you get west of Texas, or like even midway through Texas, that Campendia map, you can always find a place to sleep. Um, Unless you're near the Grand Canyon. Right. Because they want you to pay. Um, So. Well, I mean, so you can still find a spot. You just got to. Yeah, you got to pay for it. And uh, so you're pretty much doing 10 all the way out? I did 10 and a mixture of 10 and 40 because one thing I decided on on the way out is I wanted to go down to Big Bend National Park, which is down almost by Mexico in Texas. Yeah. So that took me south. So then I came up through like Las Cruces and everything. And I could have gone, I could have really gone over at that point. But I have a buddy that lives in Albuquerque. He's like, why don't you come up and visit me? I was like, yeah, I haven't seen you in like nine years, so I'll come up and visit you. So I actually, I stayed with him two days because right as I pulled in, I had a flat tire. So I stayed there, got my tire fixed, slept on the couch, and went to like a really good uh, restaurant called the Range Cafe. Went to a really cool brewery. Um, So yeah, a couple nights I spent on my buddy's couch. In Las Cruces, I actually slept in a Walmart parking lot that the Campendia map showed me. Yeah. Um, on the way to Big Bend National Which Park. is much easier in a car, by the way. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're pulling yeah. a trailer, you're not very stealthy at all. I mean, people know yeah. you're you're pulling in to, to sleep there that night. But if you got a car, yeah. you can kind of hide out a little bit. The problem I kept making in the car that I figured out, a lot of this I figured out kind of on the go. Mm-hmm. So by the, by the end of the trip... I was thinking back to the times I paid, and I was like, I probably didn't even have to do that. But by the end of the trip, what I learned is some nights I was rolling in too early. You got to roll in late if you want a stealth camp. Yeah. Because I would roll in. I probably pulled into the Las Cruces um, Walmart maybe 9 o'clock. And even though I go to bed at 9 o'clock every night, the rest of the world does not. Oh, no. That parking lot was probably busy until it's, it's 11 hot. or so. Exactly, yeah. And, and, and every Walmart parking lot I pulled into was a party until 11, yeah, 11, Yeah, a, a, a party. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's, a yeah. real party. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Trucks driving by, blasting. I mean. Yeah, people yeah. talking and hooting and hollering and having For a good sure. time, man. Yeah. It's and, weird. Yeah, and nobody. You, it's funny, man. Nobody's paying attention to you. Yeah. I mean, even the way I was laying in that car. You would have to literally come and stare into the car to know I was in there. Right? Yeah. I mean, but you always feel like, is this okay? And everything. Right. Yeah. But, I would turn every light off in the camp. Yeah. And have all the shades down and just have my little iPad and try and keep as low light yeah. as I could. Sit there. Yeah. Be on real stealthy. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I thought if I had lights on, somebody was going to come and tell me to get the fuck out of there. Right. But, right. Yeah. Then, um, casinos is a great one. Casinos are fantastic. Yeah. Most. Probably ninety five percent of them are free parking. Sure, and and but check I did, that. Have, I did have some to kick me out when I was in Vegas. Really, yeah. and 
but I checked the Campendium app. I went mm. to the ones that I actually, for those who don't know you, and you showed me Campendium. It's an app. It's a free app. Yeah. Um, sort of like Yelp for camping. I mean, you can type in RV. I looked up parking spots mm -hmm. because that's less RV and more van, I guess. Yeah. And, uh, it's it's just mm -hmm. like Yelp. People rate it and everything, and say, yeah, they tell you what yeah. cell phone service you can get. Oh I yeah, mean, all the way how down much to it like, costs. oh yeah, all the way down to like, oh, it's a really nice security guard, and he comes and tells you, like when I went down to Big Bend, I was in West Southwest Texas, and I wanted to camp at the closest spot to Big Bend because I saw that there was a place to see the sunrise, mm -hmm. so I went as close as I could get, and there was a couple closer, and they said. On that app, I went to stay there, and guards came and told me, "This is where the border cross. This is where they cross the border. Probably right. don't don't be here." Right. You know? So I went. I used the app and went. What they rated high, and in the morning I woke up. I woke up at like four thirty that morning because it was two hours difference. It's my six thirty. Yeah. And I just drove out, saw the sunrise. I actually got in the national park before anybody was at the gate waiting for you to pay. So I sat there a second and I was like, all right. So I went in without paying and then I saw the sunrise. <laughs> yeah. I was up on, I was up on top of like this mountain and I saw the sunrise. And then by the time I had driven down into the Canyon, a ton of people were starting to get there. Mm -hmm. So, and I, the whole thing of this trip is I didn't want to deal with people. Yeah. So I was like, and you were probably just right on the cusp of the big, RV travel season. I mean, oh yeah, you, you were oh, yeah. right before the right, right, the big influx of everybody coming yeah. out. So people started the getting there, and I was like, "Well, I'm not going to hike around with a ton of other people, so I'll start getting out of here." But the cool thing about Big Bend National Park is, I drove in when it was pitch black, and on the way out, I saw everything I'd missed because yeah. you're driving through a 360 degree picture. I mean, every time you turn, there's pull offs on the side of the road, and you. Every time there was a pull-off, I wanted to pull off and take a picture. Yeah. I mean, it was so beautiful. Which is an advantage you had because you're in this small little vehicle. Sure. You just, you just pull off. You know, you apply the brakes and you're yeah. you're stopping in a couple hundred feet or whatever. Oh, yeah. Ten. For me, yeah. to pull this trailer over and, and yeah. taking the sights everywhere I wanted to. Sure. It just wasn't sure. happening. Sure. And that's, convenient. that's why I could do it so fast, too, yeah. as, as I was just in and out. and Right. I saw some of the pictures you posted and stuff. I'm like, man, there was so many things I wanted to take mm. a picture of. But by the time I realized I wanted to stop, for me, like I said, to stop my truck and this vehicle and, and get pulled over and then back up and turn around. And yeah. It was a pain in the ass, man. So I missed so many cool landmarks that I really wanted to fucking see. I did. I, I enjoyed that part of it. I enjoyed. I got to the point where, like, on the way back is sort of when I decided. Well, let me back up. Uh, so I, I stayed in Albuquerque. With my buddy a couple nights. Well, let me ask you this before yeah. we go any further. So sure. you've mentioned a couple of people that you stayed with and, yeah. you know, guy in New Mexico, guy down in Florida, or New Orleans, whatever. Mm -hmm. Did you plan all these events? I mean, did you plan the trip at all? Or were you just going, you just knew your destination was L.A.? I mean, did you have I a had, roadmap? Did you have people you contacted and say, hey, I'm going to come stay with you? Or it just happened? So I planned, I booked Hunting Island ahead of time, like a month. It's good I did. I took the last spot. Yeah. And yeah, it's a pop popular spot down yeah. there for sure. And then um, the Apalachicola thing, I knew I wanted to stop in. I was just going to figure it out. And I had planned, 
the the people in New Orleans knew I was going to get there, mm-hmm. either that day or the next. And after that, no. Like the guy who lived in Albuquerque, I'd forgotten that he lived in Albuquerque. Nice. And I was just started out that way. And then a buddy of mine from Ohio was on a five-week business trip in Phoenix. Mm-hmm. So he's like, hey, I'm in Phoenix. I was like, I'm heading the general direction of Phoenix. I'll stop in. And then on the way, when I was in Albuquerque, it would have been a quick drive to Phoenix. Right. But he said, I have to work six days a week. I get Sunday off. I said, well, I'll go to, I'll go to L.A. at first and come back. We could spend Sunday together. Yeah. So Albuquerque... Let's see. That's when I went. To, that's when I went to the Grand Canyon, mm-hmm. because I I talked to my buddy and he said, "You really want to go to the North Rim of the Grand Canyon? That's the better place to see. There's less people." And, but the North Rim was closed, so I was like, "Okay, I'll go to the South Rim of the Grand Canyon." So what do you mean closed? I mean, there's the, like a, a wreck area right there that you have to check into. I mean, you, you can't just walk up to the North Rim of the Grand Canyon. It's a national park. You got to pay to get in. That's true. It is the only park. national park I had to pay to get in was the Grand Canyon, and I want my money back. I went into the Grand. <laughs> I waited for. Oh man, let me tell you. If you've never seen the Grand Canyon, see it once. You'll spend fifteen minutes there. You'll go. All right, it's big. I'm yeah. good. That's about right. I mean, yeah. it's, it's fantastic. You're like, wow. But yeah. then you're I mean, done. Well, the thing is, I mean, you're not going to go swim in it or well, bungee, I would have bungee jump. Or I would have loved to go down in it or do the rafting thing or do yeah, a I'd full like day. I'm thinking about doing the rafting, yeah. you know, through the Grand Canyon. On the That's Colorado. great. Yeah, I that wasn't available. I was just on the rim looking down in, and it's yeah. it is it's just like the pictures. You got to see it once, but yeah, after that, yeah, the pictures don't do it justice. For so sure. driving there, it was kind of out of the way of where I was going. And then to get through the gate, I sat in line for two hours in my car to get into the Grand Canyon. What? And then I had to pay like $30. And then I get in and every parking lot was full. And I get to a parking lot and there's a million billion people. Thankfully, most doing good with the masks. And I will say, even though I have had COVID, I had it in December. Mm-hmm. And I should have all those good, you know, antibodies and everything floating around me. And right now I'm actually half vaxxed. But I masked up and did the distancing, did everything right. And most people were doing good. But you you can't bond with nature when there's a thousand other people running around taking their selfies too. Yeah, <laughs> it is. And I guess that's a, a big advantage of my trip. You know, I took it from October to uh, February. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, nobody was out and about. I mean, a lot of the places I went to, I was the only fucking car there. Right. Unless it was the Air Force Base or something, sure. you know, sure. a little more populated. And, yeah. and, and, uh, and, um, well, some of the word I'm looking for, but, but yeah, I go out to these BLM, BLM spots and stuff, and I'd be the only car out there until the weekend. Right. And, you know, the weekend right. people got out there and stuff, but, well, I mean, it's because I went to the Grand Canyon. Well, that's true, too. But the the other ones, I went to, when I was in New Mexico, I went to White Sands. Mm-hmm. Hardly anybody there. I yeah. went right when they opened, and I don't know why, but the girl just waved me through. She said, don't worry about it. Hmm. I said, okay. The car in front of me paid. Maybe they paid for me. I don't know. Right. But she said, oh, just go on in. And White Sands, it looks like... It was cold that day. It was like 22 degrees in the morning. Ooh. Desert gets cold. Yeah, that's good. But when it's that cold and you're driving through white sand, you think it's snow. 
So I was like thinking I'm driving through snow and it doesn't feel like snow and the road stops being road and starts being sand. And you're like, but that was really cool. It was, yeah. I was pretty well all alone in white sands. Right. And then, um, yeah, I was telling you, you know, I've even posted a few things on Facebook here recently of, uh, some memories that have popped up from the White Sands Missile Range where I did a, a marathon out there. Mm, yeah. 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 It was fantastic. Beautiful out there. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, actually, uh, I flew in, flew into Albuquerque, and I got a rental car and went down to White Sands, did the marathon, drove back to Albuquerque, stayed on the base there, you know, mm -hmm. in Albuquerque, and flew back out. So I loved it. It was a fantastic time that I was there, but I wish I would have seen more of the the surrounding areas. Right. But. One thing that I kind of made up my mind on halfway through the trip is I started to consider it sort of a recognizance mission where there's there's about three or four days of that in a few locations where I thought, okay, my wife would really enjoy this part of it. And then, like, my brother would really enjoy this part of it. My buddy would really enjoy this part of it. Yeah. So now the idea is maybe next year, maybe take a month and have people join me on parts of it. Sure. Because kind of part of the reason I came back so fast, too, is I kind of got a little lonely, you know? <laughs> About two weeks in, I'm used to seeing my wife every day. I'm talking to her on the phone every day, and I'm like, I don't know, I'm good. I'm ready to go. But if somebody was with me the whole time, it's a lot of driving by yourself, and I did a lot of high-mileage days. So, like, I, got, I went out to the West Coast. I went into California. Went and found my buddy's bench, which the plaque had been stolen off of it. Mm. I don't have a lot of good things to say about L.A. right now. but <laughs> So that was L.A. proper. It was L.A. proper, yeah. <clears throat> it was um, Santa Monica Pier. Mm -hmm. um, I went and saw the Hollywood sign. And, of course, the place where you go to park to take the picture of the Hollywood sign is closed for COVID. L California's pretty still pretty well still buttoned up for COVID. Yeah, I didn't even go into California yeah. because yeah. there was nothing I could do. I mean, I could have gone to a couple of the campgrounds, you know, the BLM lands sure. and stuff, but sure. as far as getting there and then detaching my vehicle and going into town somewhere to get a drink or right. have something to eat or go hit a brewery, nothing. Right, yeah. I, I went, I saw, found the Hollywood sign, which is on Mulholland, which is in a Tom Petty song, so I was like, I'll go see that. Yeah. I went and saw, like, a hotel that's in a Warren Zevon song. That's now a, an apartment complex. Uh, I tried to find Frank Zappa's grave, but it's unmarked. So I found uh, Marilyn Monroe's grave, which is right next to Hugh Hefner's. Hmm. And then I was trying to time it, so I saw the sun set on the Pacific Ocean, the Pacific Ocean, while sitting on my buddy's bench. Okay. So I timed it pretty well, and I got out there, and everybody—it was nice. Everybody on the beach was masked up. I mean, it was—it was good. So I'm sitting there, and I was bummed that his plaque wasn't on the bench. And I called, I got a hold of his family, and said, you know, his plaque isn't here. And they got a hold of the people who do it, you know. Well, what's the story behind the bench? I mean, how did this guy get a bench? Um, so I have a buddy who's from Cleveland, and uh, he was like the best drummer I ever had the pleasure of playing music with. And we were in college together, and he moved out to Los Angeles to become like a sound engineer. Mm -hmm. And he was riding his motorcycle to work one day and got an accident and didn't make it. Yeah. And they had, there's a thing with the park system. He really liked to go to Santa Monica Beach, the Santa Monica Pier. And there's a, yeah, yeah, there's a thing with the, all the park systems that you can 
pay to have a bench dedicated to somebody for a set amount of years or a set amount of money. So there was a bench there and a bench in Cleveland dedicated to him. And I've never been to the Cleveland one. That's too close. I got to go to the far one. So I decided, hey, that's that'd be that's a nice like finish line for the trip. So I found it, and it was it was hard getting out there, and I couldn't find the plaque. Yeah. So I, I was contacting people who had been there and known, and I I know for a fact I found the right one. And so I sat there on the bench and kind of watched the sunset, and then I thought. Well, that's good. I'm good with LA. I got to get out of here. Yeah. So the so nearest, that's right there at the pier. You go out. It's got the the Ferris wheel. And oh yeah, yeah. They right call there. Muscle Beach. Yeah. Where everybody. Yep. It's right there. Okay. Sitting right in front of Muscle Beach. Yeah, I've been there. Yep. And then I saw like a guy pull a knife on another guy. So I was like, all right, I got my LA experience. I can get out of here. <laughs> and the nearest place to stay that night was a casino in Coachella. Okay. Which I did not want to stay anywhere in LA at all. I said, yeah. I got to get out of here. I, I mean, getting murdered is not the full experience that I want. So hey, I left. But at least there. the traffic was probably a little bit better than it, it normally is on the. Oh yeah, five. yeah, yeah. It traffic was kind of bad rolling in and getting around, and I stayed in L.A. long enough to know that if I make the trip again, I don't need to go west of Arizona. Yeah, you know, but. Then on the way back is when I met up with my buddy. He was in Casa Grande, which is right next to Phoenix. And we went on a really nice hike in Tonto National Forest. They call it National Forest, but it's cactuses and it's mesas and all that stuff that you're hiking around. Right. I didn't do that one. I think that's on my list, though, because I, when I got into Arizona, I, I went to uh, three different regional parks. Mm-hmm. And uh, each time I went into a regional park, it cost me seven bucks to go in. Yeah. And um, the third time I went in, I said, hey, can I just get a pass? I just want to get yeah. a seasonal pass. And because I was a d- disabled veteran, the seasonal pass was like 80 bucks for the year, maybe 88 or something like that. I got it for 47 bucks for the nice. entire for the entire year. So I got yeah. access to like 10 different regional parks sure. in uh, sure. Arizona. So it's nice. But I, I think that's one of them. I think that's on the list, I think. I thought about that when I was like going to the national parks. If I ever really wanted to do that, I'd try to get some kind of pass. But it ended up being the Grand Canyon's the only thing I had to pay to get into. That's nice. I mean, it must be just not caring right now, just trying to get people just to come in. I, I guess, think but. so. Uh, the Tonto National Forest thing, uh, it was 87 going up out of Phoenix because I went the next day, I went from Phoenix to Albuquerque. Not because I was visiting my friend again. I just decided to take that way back. And um, 87, coming out of Phoenix, there's a couple spots you can just pull over and park and go for a little hike. And it's spots where, like, there's you're, you'll go through a gate that you close behind you or the cows will get out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it was a nice little hike. The next day when I left out of there, the most beautiful drive on my whole trip was Phoenix to Albuquerque. Because it starts out cactus mesas and what have you goes into like a pine forest when you get up in the mountains Mm -hmm. and then that goes over to like more canyon-ish kind of territory before you get into albuquerque that day i put like 800 miles in by the end of the day i was in a snowstorm in texas yeah nice yeah i can't remember the biggest day i did i've got it all written down on my phone yeah my phone's over there sure i want to say maybe i did a a seven or 800 mile day one Mm. day that was just brutal i mean oh yeah. yeah pulling this trailer and 
the oh. dog, and you got to stop to let the dog out. Yeah. Of course, I got to get a lot more gas than you got to get sure. going across pulling sure. a trailer. Yeah. Uh, double or triple the amount of gas. Probably. What's your range on a full tank? Um, a couple hundred. Not 150, really. Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It's not much at all. <laughs> it sucks. What happened that? I was really surprised when I first started off. I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. Where's all my gas going? I mean, my, the, the gauge, you could, you <laughs> oh, could just sure. watch it go down. Sure. Um, oh, but I got used to it. But it, it's a lot of extra stops that just really put a big damper in your travels, really. Yeah. That that day I did the 800. If you, you know about the Cadillac Ranch off of Route 66, all the Cadillacs sticking out of the ground? Yeah. And they, So I wanted to see that. And I looked, I was losing time because I was coming west to east. Mm -hmm. So I looked to see when sunset was next to it. And I was like, I got to put the hammer down or I'm going to miss the sun. You know, I'm going to miss light there. So it was really just hammering down for a photo op. But (laughs) And that's the other problem I I got. I can't just put my hammer down. Right. I don't know. 65 miles an hour, 70 maybe at the most. Sure, yeah. You're probably hitting 80s and... More than that. But. <laughs> so, I'll tell you this. Before, I was super slow and yeah. yeah, it sucked. Before I hit that snowstorm in Texas, the first 700 miles was 10 hours. So yeah. that's literally an average of 70 miles an hour. Right. And you got to drive 80 to average 70, you yeah. know, because you're stopping and getting gas and the sure. whole thing. Like, like, I got gas twice. And I literally, you're not supposed to do this, would start the pump and then go pee while the while the gas Oh, is yeah. Running. You're not supposed to leave the pump, man. <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. I mean, I did that times. maybe once the yeah. entire, entire time I was gone because it always scared me. I'm like, I'm going to walk away. My, my dog's in the car. Yeah. Some kind of fire spill is going to happen. They're going to walk up and pull it out and put it in theirs. And yeah, yeah. I was like, looked around. Nobody's there. We're doing this. So, yeah. but yeah, that I. I purposely came back the northern way just because I kind of was ready to come home and there's nothing to see. There's If you're looking for things to see in this beautiful country of ours, do not drive through Oklahoma and northern Texas. Um, I don't know. I, I might disagree with that a little bit. I mean, I see your point. It's definitely desolate and a lot of yeah. uh, flat land. And, mm-hmm. But I'm, you know... Where the hell? The place I stayed, um, I didn't stay. I ate. Oh, I can't remember the name of it. It was through Oklahoma's. The best burger I had the entire trip. It was a buffalo burger. Okay. Um, God damn it. What was the name of it? I actually sent, you know, uh, musician John Zachary, local musician? No. I know he's from Oklahoma, so I just said, is there anything in Oklahoma worth seeing? He yeah, was this like, was right east of Oklahoma City. Yeah. And it was a small little town. I pulled in. I was just looking for a place to eat. So I, I went on Yelp or something and said hamburgers. And I found this place. And it was like a nice 50 style kind of diner. The burger was the best burger I had on the entire trip. I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll put it in the show notes maybe when I when I put this thing up. But oh, what the hell was the name of it? I've told my son about it a million times. I said, you got to go there. You got to go there. Uh-huh. Best burger ever. Even the fries were fantastic. Huh. Um, but anyway, I, I enjoyed the, the northern route more than I did the southern route. Really? I did. Because the roads on I-10... 
Oh, it's an easier drive. East of San yeah. Antonio sucked. Yeah, it's it was no horrible. Good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't love it in a car, and I can't imagine a truck pulling a trailer. Yeah. And actually, when I was almost in El Paso, I hit a dust I hated storm. El Paso. I had a dust storm for about three hours with almost zero visibility. Yeah. I mean, it was. I can't. That's Im- the closest I got to the border to the yeah. Mexican border was El Paso. Yeah, I can't imagine pulling a trailer, man. That would have been. Yeah, it wouldn't have been for me. Fucking huge, man! That city is so damn big. I did not know it was that big. It's the first time I've been through El Paso. I only stopped at one spot in El Paso because there was a Barnett Harley, and it was like the biggest Harley store, and they got a bunch of stuff that says Barnett Harley. So I just bought a bunch of stuff for people, <laughs> for like really? my family and stuff. I was like, hey, here's some with my name on it, but uh. Yeah, actually, uh, the few things, the few parts of it, oh, one more thing on the way home that I would consider noteworthy, Muscle Shoals, Alabama. I don't know if you know anything about Muscle Shoals, Alabama, except in the Leonard Skinner song when they say Muscle Shoals got the swampers. I don't even know that. That's in Sweet Home, Alabama. (laughs) There is a documentary, and it's actually all on YouTube now, called Muscle Shoals. And what happened is they opened a recording studio there and they started recording some kind of regional artists and it became a real hub for like R&B music, like Wilson Pickett, Aretha Franklin. Uh, All these people started recording there and pretty soon you had like Paul Simon that wanted to show up. The Rolling Stones came and recorded there. In this little tiny, there's nothing there in this town. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. I don't really like Alabama to begin with. Yeah, that's all. That's For no reason whatsoever. I just I just, <laughs> I just don't like it. Sure. I don't know why. The The only thing I can say is, there are, and, and me being a music guy and being a recording guy too, you can tour two recording studios. Right, and, that's right. On the way back, you yeah. have a couple places, right? Yeah. yeah, and they are five minutes from each other, and they have tours that they do. And, I mean, I... There was a bathroom there where they said Keith Richards locked himself in that bathroom for two hours and wrote Wild Horses and came out and had it. And I went to the bathroom in that bathroom. And then they said, you know that song, Old Time Rock and Roll, Bob Seger, it starts out with that little piano? That's the piano right there. And then, I mean, for me, that's that's a thing. Right. So, I would think it's all legit. I mean, is that all verified? For for sure, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's pictures. There's... That documentary Muscle Shoals is a. I would suggest that for anybody. You said it's on Netflix. It's on. It's all on YouTube. Okay. They pop an ad on every ten minutes, but. Well, I got premium, so I. I, I don't think I get any ads. There yeah. You go. Yeah, check that out, man. Okay. But yeah, that that was the Muscle highlight. Shoals. I was going to stop in Atlanta that night, and stay in a hotel. But I got to the hotel I booked. And it was, it was in a rough neighborhood. And I get to the front desk and it says, we'll be back in 30 minutes. 30 minutes? Yeah. And I had just driven 500 miles. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I need to go to the bathroom. I need right. to shower. Right. It's a sign for yeah. like five I, minutes I paint, or something, right? Yeah. 10 minutes? Yeah. I wait 30 minutes. Nobody. Nobody. So I'm just like, I'm going home. Like, I was in Atlanta. It was like four what, in the afternoon. What chain was this? What uh, hotel chain was this? 
Oh, it was whatever was cheapest on Hotels.com or whatever. Oh, okay. It was it so wasn't like a Hampton or a Hilton. Or no, anything. I don't mess around with none of those. I'm cheap. <laughs> I've been sleeping in my car every night, Brian, and, right. and hitting free camping. True. But, yeah, this was like, this. I was going to splurge and pay $40 for a one-star hotel. Right. And then I was, and I started looking around, and I was like, I don't even want to park my car here. Yeah. So I was like, I. but what I wanted to do was... REM is from Athens, Georgia. And there's a few things there that's REM stuff. And I wanted to swing like through the masters. there. What's that? I said like the masters. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, but anyway, so yeah, I, but I was just like, ah, screw it. I'm going home. Yeah. So I drove, I got back at like 11 at night. But yeah, Atlanta, like worst parts of my trip, LA, I'm down on LA. Right. I'm kind of down on the Grand Canyon. Okay. Fair enough. Roswell, New Mexico didn't do anything for me. Yeah. I mean, it's a tourist thing. You're right. Uh, didn't do anything for me. And then Atlanta. <laughs> but I could agree on all those things. <laughs> yeah, speaking of hotels, I stayed in a hotel one time <clears throat> the entire trip. You know, I, I did nothing but camper and uh, and that was it. But uh, I got out to Reno to see my oldest or my youngest son. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. I was in Flagstaff for a while. Then I went into Vegas, and then I left Vegas, went up to Reno to visit my youngest son. And when I got into to Reno, uh, my son said that I could uh, drop the trailer there, and I could keep the dog there if I wanted to and go just kind of hang out. So I said, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get a hotel and uh, be without the dog, be with no yeah. trailer, have a nice big bed, yeah. a shower, a fucking bathtub, and just hang out for two nights. So I did that for two nights at the, the Nugget Casino Hotel up there. And of course, gambled and, and you know, won mm -hmm. some money, what have you. But, but it was fantastic to kind of just. That was probably three months in, just to kind of refresh and hit a hotel yeah. for a couple of days with no responsibilities, no right. getting up to take the dog out, right? No feeding the dog, no doing this, anything. It was a nice refresh. So the one night I did actually stay in a hotel was the same day I went to the Grand Canyon. Yeah. So I was so. And by the way, I was going to take Leia with me into the hotel, but they yeah. didn't allow dogs. Didn't so. yeah. yeah. I was so kind of put out of countenance to wait for two hours in my car to get into the Grand Canyon. And then to get in there and see a thousand people. Yeah. So I actually, I got little notes here. So after the Grand Canyon, I was like, well, I'll go to Flagstaff. Because you were told you told me about a couple breweries in Flagstaff. Yeah, my son, my so, old son lives there. Yeah. So yeah, I drove into Flagstaff thinking, well, I'll hit a couple breweries. I'll find it free place or a cheap place or a hotel but it was starting tourist season and mm. one nice part is andrew was at home on the computer finding me the cheapest stuff oh that's good that's so nice she thing. was trying to find so we're looking yeah. and i'm trying i'm trying to drive and oh yeah you know, hit yeah. my phone and <laughs> do yeah. campendium at the she, same time well i would do what, what i would usually do is i would lay in bed or lay in the car where i'd camp and figure out the next day Mm -hmm. I'd say, okay, Campendium says here, I'll go there, you know. Yeah. But this one I was kind of trying to make up as I went along because the Grand Canyon set me so far back. And uh, she's like, well, I'll try to find something to Flagstaff. And everything was like 150 175 bucks, And so really? I ended up going to, and you might know where this is, Ash Fork. It's west. Ash Fork. I don't think I do know. So that I is. found a little like, well, she found a little like forty dollar, and it's it's where the truckers stay. Okay, but that's my 
that's my cup of tea, man. Yeah, there was a place in yeah. Flagstaff that every time I went there was like thirty five or forty bucks. Yeah, but um, they've torn it down now, and it's actually uh, apartment buildings. Okay. Um, there's also a haunted hotel there called the Monte Vista. Okay. That is very very cool, but at the time it was probably expensive as well. Right. But, so anyway, I'm sorry, Ash Fork. Oh yeah, I ended up going out <laughs> to Ash Fork to just this little like trucker place, like. I and, and I got there, and the only game in town was this little barbecued place called Lulu Bells. I was like, I'll go. I've, I've heard of Lulu Bells. Oh, go to Lulu Bells. Yeah, I'm I telling been there, you, I've heard the name for sure. Oh man, like if I if I ever go through there again, I probably won't stay at the hotel. But I will <laughs> for sure go to Lulu Bells. I I came prepared, man. I made like a little list of like my favorite places to eat. Time to get into that at all? Yeah, let's do it. But let's yeah. uh, let's open another beer. Are you empty? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm empty. Yes. Let's yes, see sir. what we got over here. So you brought something? I did. I did. Let's, I uh, brought these. Let's see. I got these at Second Line Brewing in New Orleans. Second. Let's see. It's just called Delicious. Is that the name of it? No, it's called uh, Second Line Brewing. Coffee Blonde, maybe? Yeah, let's pull this up here. Second line. There's second line brewing. Let's just type in coffee here. Over the line. There it is. Second line Coffee Blonde. Second line brewing, which is... Mm -hmm. New Orleans, Louisiana. It's a microbrewery. I'm not reading all that. Let's, <laughs> let's go back over here. Is that a coffee blonde? There's no description on this guy. But, I mean, it kind of describes itself, right? It's a blonde with yeah. uh, with coffee notes in it. So Ale with coffee and vanilla bean. Nice. Yeah, we were talking earlier. There's a, a brewery here in town, or over there near you, actually. John's Island, James Island. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fam's Brewing Company, and they do a, a beer called uh, Skinny Vanilla Latte. And it's a blonde, mm -hmm. a coffee blonde as well. Or it might be a coffee stout, actually, but it's blonde in color. It's light in color, even okay. though it's a stout. And they use uh, the coffee from Coastal Coffee Roasters. And uh, fantastic. I mean, it's probably their most popular beer. I you would get say. the coffee on the nose right away. Oh, for sure. Big time, yeah. Yeah. So did somebody tell you about this, or you just you came across well, it? my friends that live in New Orleans took me there. They can actually walk to this place from their house, and we'd been one more time and gone there. And the funny thing about this is I didn't actually buy these when I visited the brewery. I went with them, got it, and on the way back, I was like, man, I wish I'd gotten some of those coffee blondes. So right. we got back to their house, and they just had some at their house. Nice. They were like, well, here you go. Take these with you. But... I actually three is for me. That's that's the way to go. Oh yeah. Well, I picked them up something on the way into town. I stopped in uh, on the way. I stopped in Mississippi at a brewery and picked them up, like a mixed six from there. I'm a firm believer. If you're going to roll in and visit somebody, come bearing beer. Yeah, for sure. I'm just looking at this feed for some reason. I don't know why I look shorter than you because I'm definitely mm. taller than you. But mm -hmm. for some reason. Let me tilt your camera up a skosh. No. <laughs> I'm not worried about it. Okay. I just noticed that uh, maybe you just sit, for, maybe for all you listeners out there, I am not the shorter one. I'll I'm, easy, I'm definitely shorter. shorter and certainly <laughs> fatter and 100% balder, but my beard's a little bit longer. So that has to Yeah, for something. sure. Your beard is definitely longer. 
<laughs> Put this up here. This is Eric Barnett, by the way. Eric Barnett music. He's not going to play any music tonight, but um, you can find him. I think I put it in here. Eric that Barnett music on Facebook. Put that Instagram up for a second. And then he's I also... have pictures of all this stuff on the trip I've been talking about. Every day I would go on Instagram and kind of do kind of my highlights of that day. I would put up the pictures. So any of this stuff that you seem to be interested in. Either message me on that, or I have it tagged. Uh, I also, I went through and kind of went Brian. If, if you're just listening, oh, Eric sure. Barnett Music on Instagram and on Facebook. Yes, sir. A-R-I-C, -A by the way, Barnett Music. Some people aren't watching this show. Oh, right, yeah. So, um, when Brian was on his trip, I kept asking him, like, give me your, what's your top five, or what's your favorites, or... Because you, you were going to a lot of breweries. And I was like, well, I can't go to oh, them all. Man. I don't even know how many are on my list. It's on my phone over there. Sure. Again, but I probably hit 30 places maybe. Mm. I don't know. It was a lot. Yeah, I had nine. Yeah. Which, I mean, I might have a problem, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that's the place I like to hang out. And a lot of those places are Harvest Host places, by the sure. way. Sure. Which we talked about Harvest Host. Yeah. Um. And you had asked me about it. Mm -hmm. Solo, let's see, Harvest Host. You asked me if it was um, a military thing, but no, it's not. So RV camping, it now it's up to, when I first started this thing, it was 1,200 plus uh, mm -hmm. wineries, breweries, farms, and more. And now they're over 2,100. So they keep adding uh, more and more places as you go. But So it's a membership program. I invite you to uh, stay Self-contained RVers. I'm not sure how it works with uh, cars. Could it be like a van situation? Maybe. I mean, yeah. I've, de I've definitely seen like sprinter vans and stuff like mm -hmm. that. But I want to say, if we hit learn more, uh, blah, 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 blah. Self-contained with a price. toilet water tank. and Okay. So anyway, yeah. when you stay at these places, they're not giving you power. They're not giving you hookups. They're not mm -hmm. giving you water. Mm -hmm. Some places will, as a matter of fact, mm -hmm. I've found as I've, as I've gone along. But um, you're pretty much on your own. So they want you to be self-contained in sure. your own trailer. Right. Um, they're not going to be able to give you anything. But I want to say that you could do it in a car as well. As long as you pay the money. Right. What the fuck do they care? You know. But right. I think it, I think it's seventy nine bucks for the entire year. Well, they just probably don't want you expecting them to give you facilities right. if they're not set up. And I mean, most of these places are, you know, like it says, museums, breweries, distilleries, mm -hmm. wineries, whatever. They have a bathroom. I mean, you're mm -hmm. going to be able to go to the bathroom. But all they ask is for you to stay free at their place overnight. Is that you just you know buy some other stuff? You sure. you drink a beer, you eat a pretzel, you buy a bottle of wine, whatever. So. Harvest Host, if you haven't checked it out, mm. those guys give you an option all the way across the United States to stay at a bunch of cool, unique spots. Um, like I said, 79 bucks for the year. So, I mean, you're, you're talking five bucks a visit. Yeah. You know, what, talking, what? One thing I did do, every brewery I visited, I drank when I was there. <clears throat> this is a good beer, by the way. I oh, like this. What I like about Subtle this. Subtle coffee. Yeah, what I like about this is, you know, you always see coffee stouts. Mm-hmm. And if you think about drinking a coffee that has cream and sugar in it, it's kind of heavy, it's kind of thick, that's kind of a coffee stout. Right. But a coffee blonde, to me, is kind of like a uh, like an iced coffee. 
Yeah. You know when you go to like your Starbucks, what have you, you get an iced coffee. Right. Cold brew. Yeah. 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 Cold brew. Yeah. Right. A coffee blonde's kind of more like a cold brew, yeah. which I take just on. like that. Yep. Yeah. The brewery I went to in Houston had a really good one as well. Didn't make it to Houston. So I'll I'll tell you the the breweries I liked the best actually Buffalo Bio Brewing Company in Houston was my favorite. Okay, and I'm gonna need to get you to to send me these guys. Sir, sure, yeah. I, you know, I want to tag all these guys. Absolutely, those, Buffalo Bayou. I was going through Houston at lunchtime, so I was like, I'll have lunch. I I wanted to find a brewery that did lunch, and the other thing. And again, is, another advantage of your travels was. You pull up in your little oh, yeah. CRV and find a parking space. Park anywhere. Yep. I've got to fucking find a place to park my rig, you know. There you could have done it, but yeah. you you wouldn't know. Right. You wouldn't know is the thing. Yeah, right. that's the thing. You, yeah, a lot of times I had yeah. to call these people and i say, hey, look, I'm, I'm pulling a, 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 what the hell is, a 21-foot travel trailer. Do you have a, you guys have a place sure. to park? And yeah. they'd say, well, there's a hotel across the street. You could probably park. Truckers park there. Yeah. You know, they'd say, no, not really. So, it's another layer of difficulty added oh, to man. the thing. Yeah. Big learning curve. So, I went. What I really wanted to do was stop at Urban South Brewing. Because on my previous visit to New Orleans, there's two Urban South breweries. One in New Orleans, one in Houston. Okay. And Urban South Houston. But it's based out of Houston? New Orleans. New Orleans. Okay. Yes. Yeah, there's yeah, based out of New Orleans, and I, I buy if if a brewery has a cool hat, I buy a cool hat because yeah. I wear hats and when I play music and all that stuff, and I want to rep, <laughs> I want to rep cool businesses and breweries and stuff. Right. So, um, I wanted another Urban South hat, so I was like, well, I'll stop this other place and have lunch because they have food. Then I'll swing by Urban South and get a hat. And Andrea wanted; she always likes the sours. She always likes. Like the tangerine stuff and yeah, definitely remember the yeah, sours, mango sure. stuff and yeah, ciders. Yep, sours, yep. Yeah. So I, I swung into uh, Buffalo Bayou, and what I'll tell you is Texas. When you think of Texas and you think of COVID, you think it's a bunch of people just running around breathing right in each other's mouths. Right. I pulled into Buffalo Bayou, and as soon as you got out of your car, you saw signs. We're doing social distancing. You might not be able to get into this brewery right now. We have a certain amount of people we allow in here. We are very, uh, I don't want to say strict, very careful about how we implement this. They even had, um, I came right when it opened, so I got in fine. But they had it set up to where if you were waiting to get in, you could take a number. And there was a place where picnic tables were spaced out where you could wait. And then it was... Three stories, gift shop at gift shop and brewing at the bottom, and then two bars at the top, wow. top two floors. Nice. And right when I walked in, <clears throat> how many are you? One. Do you want to go to the second floor or the third? I said, what's the difference? I, I chose the second. <laughs> I said, I said, I'll go to the second. Okay, we got one on the second coming up. Really? He's got a fucking... They had it counted. He's got they, a mic. They, oh, they had a little thing, and he... They knew how many people were in every place at any point. Yeah. They had you walking in in a way where you would go to a table that was distanced from people. You were expected to wear your mask. I mean, perfect implementation of this. Yeah, that's how Reno was. Yeah, was there. yeah, and and 
Texas, in a way, gets a bad rap. Then I went to West Texas and I found out why. But Buffalo Bayou, good to go, man. Yeah. They they sat me down and I looked at their menu and I'm a sucker for a good Cuban. And they had a Cuban with handmade potato chips on the menu, so yeah. I can't turn that down. Right. And yeah, if you got a Cuban or you have a cheesesteak, Philly cheesesteak. Oh yeah, I'm on either I'm one, in, of man. So I had a I had a Cuban and that coffee blonde that they have there is actually I think a little bit better than this even. Yeah. Um, that was my favorite. Second favorite, and this was this is also one of my favorite food as well. In Las Cruces, New Mexico, High Desert Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. Tiny, yeah, tiny little unassuming place, kind of hard to find. Um, went into there. Really wasn't expecting much. It was where I was ending at the day, and it was kind of one of the only breweries in town. And I went in, and they had a really good price for a flight, so I ordered a flight. And they had what Texas and Arizona and New Mexico do right is things with green chili. Mm -hmm. They had like a green chili chicken stew, and I'm usually not into the kind of fruity beers and stuff, but... That green's chili was just that right... You know the right kind of spice that keeps you drinking? Yeah. So, I made it through that flight pretty quick. And she came back by, and can I get you anything else? I said, yeah, I'm going to need a bit... They had some sort of mango. It wasn't a sour. Some sort of mango. I'm not exactly sure what it was. Yeah. But like I said... A, like a wheat beer, probably, or something. Yes. But... Yes. Yeah. I said, if I want to make it through this bowl of chili, which I absolutely want to do, I'm going to need at least one more of these. <laughs> and, oh, man, sometimes, and you you know it yourself, sometimes a beer and a food works in such a way that oh, yeah. they yeah. couldn't do on their own. Yeah. You know? That's why they do pairings. Yes. I'm, With wine or yeah. whatever. You know, we do, we used to do a thing at Homegrown uh, when I would worked there was partnered there for for two and a half years we did a couple instances of beer versus wine mm. and we uh, uh the chef uh, michael carcutt uh, uh head chef at gray's used to be gray's of somerville now he's a head chef out at gray's of mount pleasant but we would do um he would do a menu a five course menu and we would pair a beer and a wine with each one of those courses okay. the guy at accent on wine mm-hmm. and then us at homegrown and we'd have a competition to see which who paired the best drink yeah. with, that, with that food menu. So, yeah. food and beer and wine are, oh, are meant to be paired together for sure. You know when you're you're eating some spice, you get that good sweat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, High Desert Brewing Company, Las Cruces, New Mexico. All right. Okay, maybe that might be first place. I'm not sure. Third place, Second Line Brewing, New Orleans, where we're getting this from. Yeah. Not just the coffee blonde. All their beer is good, but I'm a sucker for a coffee blonde. So. Those are my three. Okay. I went to other spots, and you you know, also, a lot of places are kind of unremarkable. Doesn't make them bad. No. Doesn't make them bad by any means. It's still better than drinking what you can buy in the store for cheap. But yeah, those are those to me. Those are the three standouts. Those are the three I want to call out. Very nice. For food, <clears throat> I still High Desert is still in that list. Um. Yeah, that's my number one, actually. That green chili stew. Range Cafe. But you had the Cuban or you didn't have the Cuban? Cuban was in Houston. The Cuban was in Houston. Cuban was at the Buffalo Bayou Brewing Company. Okay. I'll show you a picture of that I got on my phone. Yeah. Uh, 
the Range Cafe in Albuquerque, I had another green chili chicken stew. Oh. I Charleston does so much food right, and I don't see green chili anything anywhere <laughs> that's done the yeah. right way. I mean, it's maybe not uh, local to here, right? Green no, chili. Right. Yeah, but Charleston does everything. Yeah. I don't. I don't know why they can't get that, man. Oh. West Texas and New Mexico got me on the green chili. Yeah, New Mexico had the best uh, breakfast burrito. And I can't remember. Mm. I can't remember the town I was in, but mm. throughout New Mexico and Arizona and Nevada, I tried to get you know a burrito every every place I every chance I could get. Sure. And, uh, New Mexico had the best, I think, the best breakfast burritos out of any of the the southern you know desert. Excellent. Mexican right style well, places. I sent Andrea a message. My wife Andrea, she's uh, Mexican food's her favorite food. Yeah, and I sent her a message like as soon as I got to West Texas and and ate in a place where English was their second language. Yeah, maybe English wasn't even their language. I had to speak a <laughs> little. There was a few places I had to speak a little bit of Spanish yeah, just to get I did fed. Too. And, and, and I took three years of it, so yeah. I, I did okay. But yeah. I know enough to eat. I mean, yeah. come on. I can, <laughs> right. I can eat, go to the bathroom, and find the library. There you go. Just because Biblioteca. Yeah. But I, I sent Andrea a message. I said, I'm sorry to tell you this, hon, but you haven't had Mexican food before. Until you get to West Texas, New Mexico, and Arizona, you haven't had Mexican food before. So. Yeah. Then, uh, now, pr prior to that, I'm sorry to interrupt oh, you again, but prior to that, my favorite place to eat was in San Antonio. Mm hmm. Um, you know, I went there for basic training for the Air Force, and then I went back for recruiter training to, to become a recruiter for the Air Force. And we had a little spot outside. I wish I could remember the name of the place, but it was a spot right outside the gate, uh, the main gate of the uh, Air Force Base there, San Antonio, that was probably to this day, hands down, the best breakfast burritos I've ever had really? in my life. You right outside of the that. base of San Antonio. Because next, next year it might be a month. Yeah. See, I slid right between Austin and San Antonio, and I purposely didn't go to either of them mm -hmm. because I was like, I need three days. Yeah. At either of these places, I need three days or there's no point in going. Yeah. I was on so, a mission to get back at that point, so yeah. I didn't stop as many places on the way back yeah. as I did on the way out. But Yeah, and I, I, think, I think next year, if I do it again, if I take more time, it'll be one of those where, like I said, three days, and I know where not to go. I don't need to go to L.A. again, so, yeah. but... Yeah, my third spot, that Lulu Bell's barbecue that I was talking about. Right. Um, they have the sandwich called the Linder May. I forget exactly what was on it, but that's that's the thing to get. That it named after something or something. The Linder May. I'm not exactly sure. You type in Lulu Bell Linder May, it might tell you what's going on there. How do you spell Lulu? L U L U. L U L U. Bell. B E L L E. L-I-N-D-E-R-M-A-E. M-A-E? Yes, sir. Well, look at that. TripAdvisor. Well, I'll tell you the menu. What is Weebly? That's just a hosting. Click on that. I'll tell you the menu. I would hope. There we go. Chicken tenders. 
We're trying to find this uh, sandwich here, guys. Is it a burger? Yeah. Here we go. Lindermaid. <clears throat> Angus patty on a ciabatta bun with whole green chili, Swiss cheese, avocado, sautéed onions, and garlic aioli. Oh, aioli. Man. I got a picture of that too. It, that sounds pretty dangerous. But I'll tell you, it did the thing, man. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I kind of have a mind when I'm traveling that if it's something that I've never seen before, or if it's a regional, yeah, I do it. Yeah. Like, do you do a thing when you go to a brewery where you just say like, "What's your thing?" Like, "What's your?" I do that sometimes. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of times I just. As a bartender, I hated getting flights, or hated people buying flights mm. because I hated pouring Pain them. Yeah, the to do it, yeah. But when I'm on the road, especially on a trip like that, going east mm-hmm. to west, I get a flight. I just I try everything, sure. almost everything on the sure. fucking menu. Sure. And I mean, even if you don't have a lot of time, get their flagship. I yeah. mean, if it's something they're willing to put their name on, yeah, go for that. I mean, and and I'm I'm that way with food. If I go there, I can get a mushroom swiss burger anywhere i go yeah but if they got a thing they do absolutely yeah. I'm food, do food totally different story yeah beer i try and get as many of them as i can in my mouth yeah. but the food yeah what I, what, what's your big seller what's your most sure. popular yeah what what are you, what are you known for yeah. yeah i remember i was i was on a bicycle trip one time in and i ended up in like some little town in i want to say tennessee no, West Virginia. And I roll into this tiny little spot and I ordered like I ordered like french fries and they're like, "Do you want the gravy?" I was like, "French fries. Do I want the gravy?" I was like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you do? Right. Then yeah. It's kind of an English thing, yeah, yeah. fries and gravy. Oh yeah. I, I mean, if it. there's if you're if you're traveling, yeah, like if you're here in town, you know, you want to get some seafood, or you want to get some shrimp and grits, or you want to get yeah. some uh, she crab soup, or sure, a fried green tomato. I mean, if it's something you haven't heard of, and they say, "Do you want it?" I mean, just say yes. I yeah. mean, what's the worst thing that could happen? You get McDonald's ten minutes later, right? Now you can get McDonald's anywhere. Don't do that. But yeah. My favorite places, I call them like attractions, but my favorite places that I just stopped at. Those two recording studios I told you about, Muscle Shoals, Alabama, Fame Recording Studios, Muscle Shoals Sound. You get a tour mm-hmm. there that's very historical. If you're into music, it's like Mecca. Yeah. Uh, there's a spot in Texas called the Devil's Backbone Tavern. Where yeah, I've definitely heard of Devil's Backbone. Well, you've heard of Devil's Brewing. Backbone Brewing, and yeah. I think that's in a different state. I think it's in like Tennessee or something. Okay. Devil's Backbone Taverns right off. Excuse me. It's close to Lukenbach, Texas. But it's like Texas's oldest um, juke joint. I like that place a lot. And then I'm a big fan of the High Five Dive Bar in Apalachicola. That's where my hat's from. So those are my favorite places. Just kind of stop and hang out. Nice. Yeah, Devil's Backbone is in uh, Roseland, mm-hmm. Virginia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the it used to be on what's called the Devil's Backbone Highway in Texas, and there's a singer songwriter named Todd Snyder that wrote a song about the Devil's Backbone Tavern, which he ended up at because he got lost on the way to Lukenbach. <laughs> I just went there because of a song. Yeah, and Todd Snyder is that the guy from Dukes of Hazard? No, <laughs> <laughs> is that Tom S- Snyder? Snyder. That Tom Tom Snyder? Might be Tom Snyder, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Was he Bo or Luke? 
But yeah, he wrote a song about the Devil's Backbone Tavern. And I went in there and I said, you know, how many people come here because of the Todd Snyder song? And they said, who? Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> but I liked the place. It was all right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. It was close to Lukenbach, Texas, you know, like from the song, Whale and a Willie and the Boys. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of places on the trip, like, I would just be like, oh, I heard that in a song. I'll go Yeah, there. it sounds like it. Yeah. yeah that's cool. <laughs> I mean, and that's the great thing about uh, traveling is mm. everybody's got their own unique experience and what they want to see. Sure. You know, some people sure. want to see all the national parks. Some people want to see all the breweries, like me. Some people want to see the musical oh, yeah. uh, things going on. So it's, everybody's got their own experience, what they're interested in saying. And you know, with, with smartphones, you can, there was a lot of times I'd run out of service, but if you looked stuff on a, up on a map ahead of time, Google would keep you on the road. Right. But the way you could Google things, the yeah, way you I can. Very few times that I, I couldn't Google. get service. What do you Google. got, AT&T, Verizon? Verizon. See, I'm on AT&T, and I West heard AT&T was the worst. Really? The further west that you got. You west know? Texas got rough. Yeah. Um, but man, with with smartphones, you can Google anywhere. As long as you have a car that runs well and you can fill up the tank. Yeah. Man, get out there and see it. You know. There's so many things. I tell people all the time. You know, people want to go. Oh, I want to go to Italy. I want to go to France. I want to go to Germany. All this Spain. There's so many great things to see right here on our right. own backyard. See those first. I mean. I'm not telling anybody don't go, you know, right. do, do all these things, right. but there's so many great things that are right here in our backyard that people don't know about. And um, the sad thing is, on top of that, is most people never even leave their fucking hometown. Right. You know, right. which, you know, it's great if you got a great hometown. <laughs> great. <laughs> See that and experience that and live it or whatever. And if you're happy there, do that. But, oh, my God, get out and experience life a little bit. When I when I used to live in Ohio, I worked in a factory, and like I said, we'd always go to Chicago just as a trip. Yeah. And I had somebody say, "Do you know how lucky you are that you just get to go to Chicago?" I'm like, what do you mean I get to go to Chicago? You have a car, right? Yeah. You know how to pump gas? Right. Go. I yeah. mean, as long as you can, as long as People you have, have all these constraints, man. We oh, got man. all these excuses. Those are made up. Those are yeah. made up. They yeah. are. Yeah. The world's. I mean, there are certainly places in big cities that aren't as safe as other places you got to know when to go where yeah. but a place like campendium like you like you showed me where you can look up what is safe and what is not i mean we got yeah. the whole world that we can figure out on our phones here it's so easy nowadays man. yeah to, to, to plan a trip i mean it used to be you know i mean you know you had to pull out this, you had to unfold this big fucking oh, map man you know or pull out an atlas and you, you used know, to print out directions from like MapQuest. MapQuest, man, that was the way to go. If you missed time. one road, that was it for you. You yeah. know, yeah. yeah. It's so easy now to get around oh, yeah. and to navigate, and uh, it's just unbelievable. It's funny, you know. I I know. You know, I'm seeing your trailer here, and I'm like, man, that would be cool. And I know you're like, oh, you didn't have to have a trailer. And I mean, <laughs> the whole point There's is some plus and minuses oh, for sure. Regardless of your setup, I mean, there's so many different ways to do it. I was thinking about, like, maybe I could get, like, a little van. Maybe not, like, a full Sprinter, but just a smaller van. I could have a smaller bed. My wife and I could do that. So, I mean, you can do it in a van. You can do it in a sedan and you stay in hotels the whole time. Yeah. I mean, maybe you can do it. a expensive, but, yeah. Sure. I mean, probably less expensive than a full-blown RV that costs 200000 But you can do it that way, too, you yeah. know? 
you could take a year to get to California back, or you can take 14 days. I mean. Right. And, yeah, speaking of California, so, like I said, I didn't go into California because it was pretty much shut down. The Mm -hmm. furthest I went was uh, Alec and I, my youngest son, we went to, and his girlfriend, uh, Harley, we went to uh, Mount Rose Ski Resort. We did some skiing when I was up Mm. in Reno. And it was right on the uh, the Reno side or the Nevada side of uh, Lake Tahoe, mm-hmm. and there was a brewery on the other side that was in California. So we called those guys up and said, "Hey, I looked on Untapped, and they were like the number one brewery in that area. You know, mm-hmm. if you go on Untapped, you can look up nearby v- venues, or you can look up top top rated breweries, and you can look up local, and it'll show you, you know, the top five or ten or whatever places that you want that you probably should go." In that area, we found one that was over on the California side. Uh, called them and they said, "No, sorry, we're only open for a takeout right now, so okay. you can't even sit yeah. down and drink a beer." So yeah. I never went into California, but once I get done with my uh, paddle trip, uh, which is going to be from July until mid-October, probably um, I'll probably sit here for Thanksgiving and spend Thanksgiving here in town in Somerville, and then I'm heading back out uh, mm. to the West Coast and hopefully everything is going to be pretty much wide open at that point. I mean, I know California is getting ready to open, I think, full-blown here shortly. I've heard maybe in June, I think, or something. But It honestly wasn't terrible. I mean, people were out. They were wearing masks. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, you couldn't go sit and enjoy a place, you know, a restaurant or a bar. The one place I did eat at in California is, and I I find things on Instagram when I go, and uh, you know about birria tacos? It's a whole thing. I'll show you. But uh, Cal- L.A. is known for their tacos. Okay. So I was like, I'm in L.A. I'm going to go get tacos. And this place, they it was all takeout. So I had to eat it in the car, which kind of diminished. You can't eat tacos in a car. Yeah. Yeah. So that diminished <laughs> that part of it a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, as, aside from not being able to eat in a spot, California was Pretty well, all right. I mean, nobody treated me like I was bringing yeah. the plane. I mean, I want, I want to. I want to start off, you know, in San Diego, and didn't just drive the, mm. the highway all the way up into uh, Washington, you know, through Oregon and Washington or whatever. Mm-hmm. And my big plan is to go into Alaska this uh, next season, which oh, wow. is what I was supposed to do this season. But uh-huh. California was closed. The Canadian border is closed. Yeah. So I, I have to go through Canada to get through the Alaskan Highway to go sure. down into Alaska. So. Hopefully this season, you know, I'm, I'm going to leave here after Thanksgiving, end of uh, um, November, beginning of December, probably do the same route back through Flagstaff, see my mm-hmm. son, back through Reno, see my other son, head over to California. By the end of spring, late May, early June, hopefully I'm driving through Canada, Alaska Highway down into Alaska. Okay. It's my big plan for next season, so. Do you mess around in, like, Vancouver or anything at Oh, all, for or? sure, yeah, yeah. I'll do, I'll do. Gotcha. All kind of whatever. I got gotcha. you in um, in Canada for sure. But I think my I big would... destination for this next season is Alaska because I, sp- I spent six and a half years there, right? And um, still got a bunch of friends there, a bunch of people that retired and stationed there. Mm-hmm. My ex wife is actually there. Um, I mean, no, I place can't is wait. Perfect. No, <laughs> no, not at all. You know, I I do as much as I really didn't dig on L.A. I think I would really enjoy Northern California. Yeah. Um, and I've never been, actually, I've, I've never been north of um, of Santa Monica or Malibu right there. I've never mm. been north of that. 
I've been to, to Washington State, but I've never been north sure. in California. Yeah. You know, that next spot up. So I'm looking yeah. forward to it. I've heard it's fucking beautiful to, to travel that. Sure. Whatever the highway is, five or something, I think, maybe that, that goes the up PCH, the PCH, Pacific Coast. Only. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would have loved to. I really wanted to come back through, like, Vegas and then, like, Utah and Colorado. and. So you yeah. didn't do anything in Nevada at all? I didn't even go in. Yeah, I went underneath. I went completely oh, underneath. Oh, you didn't even go through there to go to California? No, I, yeah, I went underneath. Okay. So, uh... Right before, I do have friends that live in Colorado, but they had like 17 inches of snow. I got friends I was going to see on my way out. My, my plan was to go through Oklahoma, uh-huh. and I was going to continue into Colorado to uh, Colorado Springs. So I got mm-hmm. some people there that are stationed there, still in the Air Force, that I was stationed with in Alaska. Um, but same thing. Uh, just I, I was very unsure of the weather, and yeah. thankfully I did not go into it because yeah. they had huge snowstorms. And I'm not set up for it, you know, in this trailer. I don't, right, yeah, well, you know, it's hairy enough just pulling this thing, and then you yeah. start throwing snow in the equation. And right, then you got freezing temperatures, you got water lines, oh, you yeah. got yeah. water heaters, you got all this shit can, that can break and freeze and crack. And that, and then I'm, I the, said, went, yeah. <laughs> it went south big time. The north rim of the north rim of the Grand Canyon being closed is what kept me out of Utah on the way there. Yeah. And then it would have been Utah... It would have been Vegas then, mm-hmm. you know, and then down. But that that combined with the snow, I said, I'll just go south. Because yeah. I, I also got to see Joshua Tree, which is in kind of southeastern California. Yeah. Which, that was cool. I mean, you see the Joshua Trees and everything. Right. Well, that was neat. But. Yeah. And you can see those other places besides sure. just Joshua Tree. But well, I was looking they're, for... They're a, a great fucking plant or whatever they are. Plant tree. Yeah. Yeah. Know. This was another part of my music thing. You know the band Queens of the Stone Age? Oh, yeah. They have a recording studio in Joshua Tree. But they like... It's like a compound. They live there with the Arctic Monkeys, that band. Yeah, I know Arctic Monkeys. So, like, I saw it, but it's like a... It's like... You know, when you think of a compound in the desert where there's, like, the walls and you don't go in or else you might get a bead drawn on you? Yeah. It was like that. They had signs that's like, don't come in here. And I was like, you got it. (laughs) I'm listening. (laughs) Yeah. I did buy a mezcal that their recording studio puts out, though. I brought that back with me. Very cool. Yeah, it was neat. Yeah. But, yeah, I would love to do Northern California, see the Redwoods. And I think Northern California, San Francisco would be more my bag than L.A. Oh, you know what? I have been to San Francisco. So that that is above uh, L.A. right there, right? Yeah. Yep. I, yeah. Was, I was in the airport for three hours, but that doesn't count. No, I went there for a day, I went there for a Dave Matthews concert actually okay. back in uh, 2004. Me and my buddy Ryan, uh, we were stationed in um, in uh, Illinois at the time, mm-hmm. which I just went up and saw him recently. If, mm-hmm. if you follow along, but uh, we went and saw Dave Matthews Band at the Golden Gate Park. Okay, and it was phenomenal. Right on. Really fucking good. So yeah, I've been to San Francisco. We stayed. Uh, just west of uh, Chinatown, so we saw Chinatown and all oh, the very cool, cool. Cool, cool spots, and pretty much just uh, parked. <clears throat> well, we flew in, we took the what, what they call the BART, B-A-R-T, which is their metro system, mm. kind of a high-speed rail system or whatever. Took that into downtown, we took a, a, a cab to our hotel, there was no Uber at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, pretty much just cabbed all around San Francisco. And oh, yeah. Went and saw the concert, had a great time. Awesome. Santana was uh, his special guest for that concert. Really? So Santana was playing with him. 
There you go. Fantastic. San Francisco. I think I'd dig on that way more than I would L.A. It just yeah. wasn't my scene. It was just too many people moving much too fast and yeah. getting stuck in traffic. Way too crowded, yeah. And pulling and it, I mean, even other. at the time you went through, probably half the amount of oh, traffic that sure. would normally be there. For sure. And it was still too much. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, when do you take off again? You gonna, you gonna do oh, it again? Uh, probably next year. Uh, yeah, that's probably you do a solo it. again. You know, like yeah. I said, I might do the thing where I go for a whole month, and I, I, I was talking to Andrea. She would enjoy part of it, but not other parts. And talked to my little brother, and he'd enjoy part of it, and not other parts. And my buddy. So I might try to kind of line it up where people just fly out to me. Like part of it's Andrea and I going to. Austin and probably San Antonio and maybe yeah. Austin's one place yeah. I wish I would have stopped on the way back, but like I said, I was just I was in a hurry to get back. So yeah, plus it's I one bypassed. It. You don't want to rush through Austin, you yeah. know. I I heard their barbecues, the thing, and there's a really cool like waterfall there. But and I was gonna go, but you have to book the tickets, and they were sold out, and a lot of it. It was dictated by what was open from COVID, what was booked out, what wasn't open seasonally. Yeah. But the way it all kind of worked out, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Yeah. And I didn't, you know, speaking of COVID, I, I didn't have a big problem going across or back from COVID. But there was definitely restrictions. But mm -hmm. everybody seemed to have similar ideas. Definitely on the way out, on the way back, it seemed like once I hit Texas... And then from Texas on over, it got less and less and less and less. Yeah. Uh, especially through, you know, Louisiana, Mississippi. Sure. Uh, Georgia was, was very lax when I got in, back into Georgia. But um, so I'm hoping this next trip, you know, when I, when I kick back off, hopefully in November, oh, that yeah. everything's going to be, for the most part, wide open. We should be mostly vaccinated. Sure. Um, it should be a lot different experience, I think, the next, the next trip I take. For sure. Excellent. Yeah. Very cool. What's, what's, you said November taking off? How long? Yeah, probably late November, early December. Okay. I mean, indefinitely, really. I mean, I didn't plan on coming back when I did this time, but I had this, uh, this trip that I got selected for, the Mississippi River trip that, yeah. that made me want to come back and just kind of get some things in order, yeah. get some appointments taken care of, and make sure I'm in good health and uh, do some training, and uh, I'm going to leave my trailer and my dog here with my parents mm -hmm. uh, to allow me to do this uh, three-month uh, trip that I'm doing. So this was just kind of a good home base to kind of come back to and sure. have some stability. So my plan was not to even be back yet. I mean, I, I was planning on still being gone. But like I said, California was shut down. Canada was shut down. Yeah. Mexico's pretty much shut down. Yeah. I mean, eventually I want to drive down into Mexico, Central America, those places. Um, so a lot of things I want to do with this trailer, but a lot of restrictions at the moment. I got you. Yeah. Very cool. That's what's up. Keep us updated. <laughs> <laughs> you as well. Yeah. Man. And hopefully next time, um, you know, I got nothing else to do. So I'm, my schedule is pretty much wide open for the most part. So if you hit the road again, or if I'm, yeah, we if I'm out and about, time, we got to yeah. do some shit together. For Absolutely. Sure. Yeah. And I want to do that with a lot of people, really. Right on. And I'm hoping to do that with a lot of people on the river. There's a lot of people that have been telling me they're they're going to meet me and, and paddle certain sections of the of the river with me. So right that's on. going to be interesting. 
the whole thing's going to be interesting. But Maybe I'll try to go back to Muscle Shoals when you're going through. It's right on the Mississippi. There you go. <laughs> I can dig it. I'll bring you some food. <laughs> All right, well, I guess that about wraps it up, huh? Yeah. Good trips, man. Yeah. Uh, more people need to do it. Absolutely. I think it would simplify their life and en enhance their life and lower the stress levels and uh, just getting out to meet, you know, different people and different people in different states and different ethnicities and uh, tribes and what have you. I mean, mm -hmm. they can only benefit you. Oh, absolutely. To get out of your, your little bubble and see the rest of the world. Yeah. <laughs> see what everybody else is doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, I think that's it, brother. We're going to end this thing. I appreciate you. Cheers. Cheers again. And uh, where are we at here? I can't ever look in place. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, guys. Later. <laughs>